This episode is powered by Tom DeLeo Day Financial Planning Services. On today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. So what is resignation? Like, resignation is you give up. So it's like um, you're getting absolutely nowhere with the usual problem solving methods that one could employ with someone who is reasonable. But see, narcissists and manipulators, they lack the ability to reason. And I'm going to explain that in just a minute. So the discussions that you might try to have, you know, the 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 muscles that one who is reasonable and the people who got damn sense you would be able to have conversation. But when you're with a manipulator, they have become so well at shifting, perverting reality that attempting to reason with them can be painful and exhausting. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit blackgirlsgettingtheirshifttogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula a transformation life coach, and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you God's gift to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. I have a beautiful guest that's in the waiting room, and I adore this sister so much. Hello, hello, attending physician. You love my glasses. Thank you, sis. Patrice. Hi, Patrice. Oh, I love Patrice's voice and her insight. Okay, y'all just make me excited. Those are my YouTube sisters. I'm going to bring my beautiful guest out of the waiting room. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello, Sarita. How are you, my dear? I am wonderful and so very happy to be here with you. So thank you. Thank you for having me. You look so glowy today. What did you do earlier? <laughs> oh, glowy. Um, a, a, a few things. <laughs> yeah, it looks good on you. You meditated. <laughs> yeah, I love meditation. Thank you. With that being said, we're going to get right into this. Um, so we have a few new people on online. I hear a little feedback. What about now? I do not. I do hear it just a little bit. Okay. No worries. We're going to do a little something here. So while that's being worked out, uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so while that's being worked out, so some people are new on here like Patrice and Sherry. So and there's a lot of other new people. Can you tell people what kind of therapist you are and what made you become a therapist? You know, for those who don't know, Sarita is an old show of the friend and definitely a fan favorite. But can you tell people about yourself? I sure can. I love to. Um, well, to be quite honest, I am your ratchet and righteous, righteous relational trauma expert, therapist, and trauma coach. And I help women heal the heartbreak of relational trauma so that they can experience more authenticity, self-trust, and really embrace divine and intimate relationships. That resonates with me. And if it resonates with anyone, please put some light bulbs in the comments yeah. section, the light bulb emojis. Yeah, um, I feel like a lot of us have gone through relationship trauma and didn't know. I didn't even know that that was a thing until I started doing some inner work. And yeah, wasn't a good feeling. You know, well, I, I would say that it, may not be a good feeling for those of us who are on the path of getting our shift together, but it yes. was so freeing for me to learn and for me to understand that the challenges that I had in my relationships stemmed from the challenges, the chaos, the uh, neglect or abuse that I experienced as a child through my relationships. And that's really how we begin what looks like sometimes as repeated patterns of toxic relationship interactions. So it, it can be difficult, it could be a hard pill to swallow, but I'm telling you that medicine can give you the freedom that you've been looking for in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of directions, but by really healing you. Yeah. So yeah, that pill is literally, the pill is this big and there's no <laughs> water and it's so hard to go down, but I think you're going to be just what we need to quench that thirst and make it go down easier, right? Absolutely. I think with the right tools, you can break it down. And really, when I say break it down, what I mean is how you perceive your, your past, your experiences, and your power. Because see, mm -hmm. what happens with trauma, especially if it happens in childhood, is that 
you experience a powerlessness, a powerlessness to change, especially with something like relational trauma, which is complex trauma. And that is trauma that happens repeatedly over time. And so there's what's called a hopelessness that can set in. But when you can shift, that's the word of the day, when you can shift, you recognize that you can view not just your experience, but your entire life from a more empowered perspective and Mm -hmm. knowing that you have access to tools that are within you and tools that you can learn to handle not just your past experiences, but everything in life from a more empowered perspective. Go ahead. I love that. We can, I love the shift part and I love the power of it. But before we get into deep, because I know you about to peel back some layers. I want to let everybody know the motivation for my show today, this topic. And it's put a ring on it. I know a lot of people have watched. Hi, Lakita. Great conversation. She's saying greetings. Let me um, get some shout outs already. So the motivation is put a ring on it. And it's a show that comes on own. And it's about three couples. There's a couple in particular, uh, Lex and Darion. In my opinion, it was very abusive. And that's why I have the expert on here to peel back the layers on it. However, watching the show, or excuse me, watching the comments, and a lot of people were calling Lex stupid and why is she staying? You know, did you know that they were in a relationship for 14 years and he never put a ring on it and outside kids were involved? Did you see a little bit, some snippets of the show? I did. I did. Okay. I it was online. I watched some of one of her lives. I did. Okay. So you get the gist of it. And I can see both sides because if I had not done some self work, I would have been that. And I have been that person. She's stupid for staying. But with the self work, now I know that, in my opinion, everything goes back to childhood. And then you just said that or some kind of childhood experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my motivation. So I just wanted to get your opinion on what is your definition of a trauma bond in a relationship? Okay. So a romantic I- relationship. Okay. Now, before I address the trauma bond, I, I want to say that in her relationship, when, and, and actually I'm going to give you some examples because I'm hesitant to judge and to label. Exactly. At the same time, from a objective and healed experience, we have to be able to call a thing a thing, as Yana says, we have to be able to look at something for what it is because trauma distorts our ability to do that. And, you know, you told me about the show and what I what I thought was interesting from my own um, watching the show from the perspective, I was just so (laughs) caught up is the best word I can think of it. It was like the things that Darion was saying, like I heard her talk about what she wanted, but what she wanted did not match up with the reality of who he was, who he showed himself to be and even what he said he wanted for the future. And, you know, there was a conversation about, uh, you know, he doesn't communicate well. Oh, he communicates very well. You're just not listening. 
You are mm. looking at it and experiencing it for what you want it to be. So you brought up uh, childhood. And yes. I, I, I looked for some things. I didn't see anything where she talked about her childhood experiences specifically. So I want to be clear that I don't know what her childhood entailed. Okay. Right. <laughs> did, did you did you ever hear her say anything on the show? Well, she said that she grew up in a household. From my recollection, she grew up in a household where people were together. Marriage was okay. a thing. I suppose that with Darian, Darian, he didn't see that growing up. So, okay. yeah, I mean, I grew up in a two-family household. So, <laughs> you know my backstory. It I do. means nothing. And it can mean something at the same time. I do. I think that, see, when we talk about trauma, particularly complex trauma or relational trauma, um, as I mentioned earlier, it's trauma that happens over time. And it could be emotional, physical, sexual abuse, or neglect. Emotional neglect is a very common one that I know for many of us, we experienced and don't even realize it, okay? Mm -hmm. And emotional neglect really is equated to emotional abandonment. So if you had parents who were present physically, but they were either um, emotionally shaming, dismissive, dishonoring your experience, your perceptions, your thoughts, your emotions, judging them, um, what that really causes the child to experience is being devalued. And so mm -hmm. the message, the communication that the child receives is I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. I'm defective. Mm -hmm. And there's been decades of trauma research to, to show this emotional neglect is just as um, dangerous to the develop, developing mind confidence and self-esteem of a child as any other trauma. It's yeah. invisible scars. So having two parent, two two people, two parents in a home means absolutely nothing. What's important is how they relate, because that's what the child is going to model. If the child sees two people who are loving and communicate well, that's what they will come to seek and expect in their partners. If not, you get trauma bonds. <laughs> Wow. Okay. You brought that full circle and it is a trauma bond. And, uh, well, you know what? Listen, look at this right here. Ms. Latoya. Listen, <laughs> thank you because I am the queen of self-love and you are, this is my request for anyone who does watch the show and not even just about the show. I had some questions, okay, about Lex and Darion after watching it. But what I also recognize is it takes so much courage to put yourself in all of your darkest secrets and things that you don't want, you might not want people to know and see, and you are willing to be vulnerable in an effort to get some help and support. I applaud her and I respect that. And people who are so quick to judge and criticize most of these people aren't even honest with their mamas. They damn sure ain't honest with they with they boyfriends. Okay, and even the, some of these people who talking the most shit, they in trauma bonds with their friends. Your friends ain't loyal. Your friends don't respect you. 
Your friends don't hold space and create emotional safety for you. So we need to take this opportunity, I think all of us, to look in the mirror and recognize, okay, I see this. And if I'm feeling so activated by it, why is that? Because there will possibly be something in my life that I'm denying, that I'm dismissing, that I'm avoiding, that I ain't talking about because I'm so busy talking about other folks. Exactly. That's why it was triggering to me because I've been her. It just may have looked different. Exactly. But there's been several times where I've ignored red flags or I had that, what is it, that cognitive dissonance where I just made up my own story and I chose not to see what the situation, what it really was. Or I just decided to put on my rose colored glasses and skip along. I know I have. And the thing is, everything that you talked about is how uh, people, because it's not just women, but how anyone can end up being attracted to a narcissist or manipulator because because of who they are, they will naturally take advantage over one's tendency to deny, avoid, dismiss. So people will say you need self-love and I agree because I'm a fan of self-love, but we also have to have self-awareness and the ability Mm -hmm. to self-reflect because it is the lack of those things that cause us to get into those relationships in the first place. Absolutely. So let me, let me ask you this, Sarita. Oh, wait, first of all, I see a lot of chatter in the comments, which is amazing. I'm going to drop the link soon if anyone would love to come on and respectfully ask Sarita any questions. She is more than open. And, you know, all this talking, you know, I have to sip on my coffee a little. So I'm going to drop a link. And if you'd love to buy your girl some coffee, I will put a link. Matter of fact, let me do it right now. Do it now, honey. I love it. Yeah, let me do it now. And if you love to buy me a coffee, I sure would appreciate it. And the funds will definitely, there we go. It's already dropped. All right, then. We'll fund the creation process of this platform. (laughs) Yes. Cheers to that. I love it, honey. That's right. Send us some coins because she she works hard to help us (laughs) get our shift and keep our shift. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So what does it look like in a relationship, the trauma bonding? Oh, girl. See, the reason why uh, most people end up in a trauma bond is because a manipulator or narcissist, listen, they are predators. So they know how to seek out their prey and look for your wounds and pretend and mirror you. Because, you know, I see on the internet, everyone's learning the 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 verbiage, right, that we, we use in psychology. Because they will create the illusion that they can meet your needs, that they can give you what you want, that I can be the love that you've been looking for and give you all the things that you didn't get as a child or even Mm. as an adult. So it's a fantasy that they sell um, by what's called love bombing. So they will build this, it's really a false connection because it's Mm. not it's not true intimacy because they're not showing you who they are. They're showing you a mask. It sounds and like it, a false narrative that it they is, give. It is the fantasy. It's the love bombing. It's the, you know, I will make you feel appreciated and valued. And I will make you feel that I am your soulmate because that's how we bond. Our defenses come down and now we 
open ourselves up, which is the second step of gaining trust and developing dependency. You notice I said dependency and not intimacy. Okay. Those things are two very, very different things. And dependency, um, <laughs> the way it's usually done is I will give you what it is that you want that I showed you I can give you, but it's like, it's, it's intermittent. So this intermittent displays of affection and love and trust, because after I know that I got you, I'm going to make you work for it. Because oh our relationship becomes built around you being and doing who I want you to be so that you can earn this love. But the thing is, you'll never be able to do enough for them to love you completely in the way that it was in the beginning because it was never fucking real in the first place. Right. It's the tug, the push and pull. It's the breadcrumbs, right? It's yeah, the, the bread- reinforcement. Oh my God. And I can see where he's done that and where I've been in that situation where it's truly, uh, I'm going to give you just enough on this little, this little fish line and then I'm going to reel it back in. I'm going to reel it. Throw it out. (laughs) Because it's not really love. It is, it is a form of manipulation that's dressed up and served as love. And so when you get to the dependency, that's when they shift to the criticism. So that's when all the things that I said that I loved about you or all the things that are great about you, I'm going to let you know that you ain't all that you think you are, that you need to do better, that you need to do more. Because see, really, how great and fantastic you are to a narcissist or manipulator, you're showing me how shamed and broken I am. See, that's why I can't tolerate it. Because it's not really me. I'm not this great, wonderful, loving person because I'm not even in contact with my own love. Because if I was, I would be busy loving instead of using. You you see what I'm saying? Right. So going back to this comment I just posted, and thank you, Miss Latoya Barton, for your comment. She said, yes, they study you and they see what you lack of, especially single mothers. What are your thoughts on the single mothers part? I find that very interesting. Yeah, because the way that it's said and the comments that I've heard out in the Internet universe is that single mothers are lacking there. And from my opinion, I think the perception is that they're easier to manipulate. And I think from my perspective that when you have a mother now, there's a lot of conversation about what she should have did or who she shouldn't choose. Listen, people end up where they are. I'm not commenting on that. But what I do know is that abandonment is damaging. It's yeah. damaging. So if she's been abandoned, if, if if the father, if the male abandons the mother, or basically if he abandons the, the child, he's also abandoning the mother. And which means that she must then abandon any hopes and dreams that she had as for a family a father figure, a confidant, a supportive person. I was raised by a single mother. I saw nothing but single women around me um, taking care of children. Did I see some that were abused, that were taken advantage of? Absolutely. And it had such an impact on me that I said I would not have children. Right. And I think that plenty of single mothers end up in the situation that they're in, not because they're bad or not because they're broken, but because they are 
mirroring, they are reenacting their own childhood trauma. So if my father abandoned me and I grew up seeing not with my father, not with my protective figure, not with someone who took care of me, but if my mother didn't have, you know, a, a, a stepfather or a husband that she married or she just had boyfriends in and out, then my foundation, my blueprint for love is that men are not trustworthy. Men are not consistent. Men cannot be relied upon. So the only thing I can do, unless I get my shift together, the only thing I can do is go out and attract the same man. Repetition compulsion, the compulsion to repeat is a symptom of relational trauma. Oh my so you can God. It or you can reenact it. And she did reenact it because they were together for 14 years. And every time he threw that fishnet, every time he reeled it back, it came back with a child. He came back with three children. Okay. But as Patrice Garner said, narcissist, which I'm not calling him that because I'm not a therapist, but he's definitely a master manipulator. And this is, huh? Oh, yes. Go ahead. Just that this isn't male bashing by any means. I mean, this is what it is. That is manipulation and gaslighting at its finest for you to say, well, we weren't together at that time, but we have all these children. He did say that from clips that I saw, and she said it as well. And gaslighting is stage number four in trauma bonding. So stage four, Gaslighting stage five is resignation. So what is resignation? Like, resignation is you give up. So it's like um, you're getting absolutely nowhere with the usual problem solving methods that one could employ with someone who is reasonable. But see, narcissists and manipulators, they lack the ability to reason. And I'm going to explain that in just a minute. So the discussions that you might try to have, you know, the 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 muscles that one who is reasonable and the people who got damn sense, <laughs> you would be able to have conversation. But when you're with the manipulator, they have become so well at shifting, perverting reality that attempting to reason with them can be painful and exhausting. So you just give up. Like, yeah. you know, everything I do, it doesn't work. And that is, in all actuality, that is how we become traumatized in the first place. You may have recalled that I mentioned that earlier, that helplessness, that powerlessness. Yes. Oh, well, this is the way it is. And then that results in stage six, which is the loss of self. So an attempt to push back against the way that things are in a relationship, um, especially when there's extreme emotional manipulation or abuse from your partner you know your families and friends done seen it. They're concerned about you and your confidence and esteem is absolutely impacted. So when you start walking on eggshells, and some of us were taught to do that as children, but when you start walking on eggshells to avoid a fight or to avoid confrontation or an argument, then you are absolutely sacrificing yourself. You're yeah. no longer showing up in the relationship. You're no longer taking ownership of your voice, what you want, what you need, what you think. You are just trying to keep the other person happy. Does that, oh, excuse me. Go ahead. While what? I was going to say, while you betray yourself. Go ahead. Right. 
Because, you know, I was wondering, is that what it looks like when she was always making excuses for his behavior? And she would always, yeah, that's what it was. She was always <laughs> making excuses for, I'm trying to judge it up, but no, she was really always making excuses <laughs> for know, his behavior. And I recognize that. I've done it. I've done it. It's interesting because from what I did see, she came with what seemed to be an explanation on why things were the way that they were. And this is common behavior from people who've been in, who've been manipulated or are in emotionally abusive situations. And I think we all have to understand that this is what people do in order to stay in a situation. It's a defense mechanism. So my view of reality is now because the only way I could be in this relationship, the only way you could be with a crazy motherfucker is for you to become crazy too. Okay. I'm not trying to judge it up. Look, (laughs) Listen, I had, I was crazy, cray, cray and had to get uncray. Okay. (laughs) But listen, I understand. This is why I can talk about it because The only way that you can be with this person is for your sense of reality, your sense of processing and the way you see things and the way that you accept things will have to be more in alignment with them. That's why it's a trauma bond. And so the making excuses, we, there's one word for that and it's called denial. Yeah. And just like whether it's self-sabotage whether it's I have an addiction, I'm eating, I'm sexing, I'm shopping. People make excuses for their behavior until they're ready to confront the truth. That's what it looks like. You're looking to justify it because if you're not ready to end the relationship, you must create this safe for you because everybody else ain't buying it because we on the outside looking like, well, that don't make no goddamn sense. Right. But for you, this is your strategy for trying to stay in the relationship and trying to make it work based on not reality, but what you have led yourself to believe that you need. Right. And I believe people stay again, guilty, stay in these relationships because after a while it almost feels like it's time served and you have so much invested all that toxicity you don't see it as that but you have so much invested you don't want to leave but the eggshells become sharper and we still stay in it you know the last stage of the trauma bond is the emotional addiction and i have some notes here so basically at this point your body your body is running on constant levels of high stress and craving for relief or pleasure So this creates a cycle of dependency that can feel similar to substance addiction. So you probably have, and I would say that maybe, as we're talking about Lex, have some sense that the relationship is bad for you, but you are either making excuses for it, like your partner has a troubled past or trauma of their own, or they feel that they're unable to, be, to unable to leave the relationship. So with an emotional addiction, then it goes back to the beginning where that intermittent reinforcement, where I am seeking to get that, that craving or that relief from the person who's also traumatizing me. 
Mm. And that can never work because it's like, well, if I can get back to that love bombing, if I can get, because I know he's capable and that story, that belief, that denial that people hold on to, that people use to get by, it keeps them in it until they are ready to admit the truth because they know the truth. They know it. You you fucking know it. We know it. We, we have that intuition, that gut feeling, but we, yeah, we ignore it. It's interesting because we, and I've said this to my clients, you know how you know, because once you're out of the situation, you can recall every fucking instance yes. where you had a feeling in your gut, your stomach, your chest your body, this sense of something ain't right. And you just pushed it down, squashed it down, repressed it, repressed it, ignored it. But you are so powerful and you know what you know. But sometimes you don't want to admit that you know what you know. May I put an asterisk on that too? Even after the fact, even take take all of the, the emotional abuse, you could at least say, well, you know what? At least the the sex was good. And they still, even that's awful. And we still stay. Well, <laughs> well, you know, because you're in it, you're trauma bonded. Yeah. You're in it. And I mean, some people, the thing is, I think the stay, it takes some people longer to wake up more than others. And once you've been, like you said, if you've invested time, if you feel like you've invested time, that is just a perspective. And I think that is just a, an excuse that some people use because you can look at the time that you've invested and you can also look at the sacrifice that the emotional well-being that you gave up in order to in order to put the energy in and to invest. So mm. you can you have to make a decision. Like what's important that I keep trying to work on this shit that's clearly broken that or that will never be fixed or well, am I going to allow myself to stay broken? Because I I feel like I have to stay in this situation, but I have to be broken in order to do so. Wow, that that's some deep stuff right there. <sighs> and I'm listen, gonna, I, I and what say, I send love to anyone in that situation. None of this mm-hmm. is meant to judge. No. Oh, not at all. I you know, know, matter of fact, I challenge anyone if you've been in any doesn't have to be exactly like their situation, but I really believe we've put other people's needs ahead of our own and if that resonates put a red flag in the comment section put a light bulb say me or put an eggshell (laughs) (laughs) because you're not alone oh i know i'm not alone i this is definitely not a unique situation i'm gonna read a comment from blind guy, his wife in their life. It's messed up to have to transform the crazy in order to manage crazy behavior from others just to justify your bond. We all want bonds and we will go to great lengths to have one. We are yeah. hardwired to bond to other human beings. It's a need for all humans to bond. We must feel like we belong somewhere and sometimes to someone. It's a part of being human. And why I love 
you know, teaching trauma and learning about trauma is that when I understood attachment and how, you know, when we're most vulnerable as children, if the child has to, if there's ever a point where the child has to choose between attachment or authenticity, the child will always choose attachment. They will become who they need to be in order to be loved, in order to be taken care of, in order to be provided for. And so for some of us, that is how we learn to um, not just be in trauma bonds, but the behaviors, self-sacrificing behaviors that are required for crazy relationships. And it Mm. takes work to choose authenticity, to reconnect with your authentic self over the idea of being loved or having some unmet need from childhood um, being fulfilled by another human being. Wow. Whew, that is a word. You know, I, I really pray she does get through this and maybe this, not maybe, this was a blessing in disguise. You can't run from it anymore. You know, I think she will be fine. I think she. Why do you say that? Because at the end of the day, I think that (laughs) we can try to run from the truth and we can go through great lengths because plenty of human beings do. And most of us, if not all of us at one time or another. Um, But just the act of putting your entire relationship on a stage it says a lot about not just her desire to get married, but her who she is. And he's not, I don't imagine that if he is who we all seen him to be, he, he's not going to be able to maintain that mask with everything that, with the spotlight being on him in this way and her being in a space where at least she's trying She's trying to get some help and support. She's talking to the therapist about what's going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's not hiding herself. And I I have to commend her for that because... Wait, excuse me. You say she's not hiding herself, meaning I I understand she's on this show, this platform, Mm -hmm. but I still think she's hiding behind him. Tell me when you say hiding behind him, what do you mean? Well, everything is always about him if she's talking to the therapist or when she's on these dates, she doesn't talk about herself. She's always still talking about her man. So it's interesting because usually in a manipulative relationship, there's a narcissist and a co-narcissist or a codependent. A code narcissist? I never heard of that. Yeah, they use that term in some. (laughs) They use that term um, um, sometimes in psychology, like you have a narcissist and code narcissist, because both are trying to get their needs met in the relation through the relationship. They're trying to fix each other's problems and solve uh, solve each other's problems and fix each other, but they're not meeting their own needs. So the idea of a co-narcissist or codependent, because of who they are, <laughs> codependency is also called relationship addiction. So if I'm if I'm addicted to my relationship, then that person is my drug. 
the relationship, trying to work on it. And some people, some of these people can't even fucking be happy. If the person was to change and give them everything that they want, depending on their background, it's been cases that have shown that that person no longer is interested. They no longer, they no longer want to be bothered because right. they're addicted to the stress levels, the ups and downs. I'm trying to fix you. I'm trying to fix you. And then you fix yourself. I ain't got shit to do because I don't know who I am. I'm disconnected from myself. I'm disconnected from my needs. So my whole existence is around fixing you and helping you get better because you're my addiction. Then you get clean. What am I supposed to do? I'm addicted to you. Right. Just like the drug, like you said, like literally taking some Coke. And that's why they, wow. they, they can be called a co-narcissist because they may not be manipulative in the same way, but a codependent, someone who's looking for outside validation and self-worth they are still manipulating in order to be loved. So if I'm giving to you, I'm doing for you, I'm, I'm needless and wantless and I don't ask for anything and all I want you to do is love me, then what I'm doing is not, I'm not doing it out of intimacy. I'm not doing it out of um, you know, healthy love and balanced love. I'm doing these things just so you will love me. That is manipulation. That is not the foundation of a healthy, balanced relationship. And that's the thing people don't want to hear. You mean that all my niceness and loyalty is manipulation? Yes, boo. That's yeah. you. And you know, because if you're mad as fuck, every time they don't do what you say the way you want it to be done, you resent, get angry, you flip the fuck out. It's called the, <laughs> the drama triangle. So you start out giving, loving, I'll be your all. And then you go into the... Um, resentment and then victim. Will you use me? No. I didn't even ask you to do it. But you took it? I know because I've been that person. Right. So wait, wait. So would you think that Alexia is in victim mode? Well, you know, Self-imposed victim mode unknowingly? Um, She very well could be. Like, I'm not saying that I haven't watched enough of the show to say she's acting like a victim. But when, and I, I won't, I shouldn't say, but I should say, and <laughs> when all of your energy and conversation is around getting him to do what you want him to do, even though he's been very clear. And it's all about what you want. Well, I grew up experiencing this. Well, this is what I need. <laughs> and to say, well, she may not have said with her words that she's a victim, but the victim energy is I've given you everything. Yes. And all I've asked you for is this. So you've given everything and not received anything, not asked for anything, not demanded anything, but the very thing that the motherfucker said he don't want to give you. for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all. Just for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty 
supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic, melanin popping. Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. 2020 has proved that we must be prepared for the unexpected, which is why you should contact an Edward Jones financial advisor like Tom DeLeo Day. Contact him at 770-466-0031 to schedule an appointment. Tell him Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together sent you.